Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night at 6.30, and that means it is time for Live at the Sports Attic. We do this every week at 6.30 Central Time. We are on Twitch. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook Live. And since 2012, September 12th of 2012, we have been live on Blog Talk Radio and coming to you wherever you grab your podcasts or almost wherever you grab your podcasts. The gentleman to my left, your right, is my partner. My name's Clark Lawrenson, and that fellow right there is Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Welcome once again to another exciting edition of the Sports Attic. Make sure you give us a call, 760-454-8834. Jump right in, join the party, because we are going to reevaluate everything about the show today. We are going to break down everything that is wrong with the program, and we're going to fix it like we say we're going to do each and every week. You know, we have these technical problems every week. Every week we say we're going to go back to the, we're going to listen to the tape, we're going to figure out what went wrong, and then we're going to fix it. And then the next week we come back and other things don't work. Are you, wait a minute. Wait, are you talking? What are you talking about? Are you talking about what's going on up at Hallis Hall, up in Lake Forest? Or are you talking about what's going on here at the sports attic? I'm talking about the sports attic. No. We spring a hole in the ceiling in the sports attic. And we say we're going to fix it. And then, you know, we put some uh, tape over it. And it's broken the next week. And, uh, you know, we reevaluate. Oh, my so we'll just keep doing that forever. So many things to get into today, Al Archer. Um, there's a wonderful week three of the NFL season here in Chicago, especially is what we've got to talk about. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to the DraftKings and daily fantasy football. Good week, um, good week. Trust the system. Trust the process, as my Canadian friends say. It was nice to have that to follow along with, I'll tell you that much. It was a, it was a fun week. I, I do trust that process. Um, let's just, man... I, I imagine we got to talk about the Chicago Bears. We don't have to. I mean, there was a lot of football that happened over the weekend that didn't involve the uh, horrible one-yard Chicago Bears, which, by the way, I mean, that's uh, that's some kind of record, and uh, I think we should maybe have a parade. One yard. Justin Tucker's field goal to win the game for uh, for Baltimore went 65 yards longer than that. 65 yards longer. World record right there, right? Professional record, 66 yards? Yeah, I mean, uh, Cape McNown offenses produced better plays, better opportunities, and more offense than uh, than Justin Fields and these uh, Chicago Bears. Now, of course, this is not Justin Fields' fault. This is... By no means uh, the guy you're going to want to look at. I, I don't want to put any blame on him whatsoever. I'm not there yet. Um, I think that's completely unfair. And, and I don't think Bears fans are there either. I, don't, I haven't seen any uh, much criticism. I've seen a little bit of criticism of uh, Justin Fields. And basically, it's, the criticism is he's not ready to start yet, which may be the case. I don't know. When you don't have an offensive line that just melts away and you have a, yeah. a, a dullard of a, of a head coach – 
an absolute buffoon. What was that first word that you used? I don't know if it's a real word, Clark, so I'm not going to repeat it. Dollard? I mean, it was a great word. I think I'm in there. Hey to everybody joining in on Twitch and uh, Facebook Live. Thank you for joining in. Chat us up. Let us know how you're feeling. We're talking Chicago Bears right now. I see Hawkers around. Uh, Jay over in Charlotte. That's Jay. He's out in Charlotte. And then uh, Two-Tone, he's in Chi-Town. That, that's his name, Two-Tone Chi-Town. He's, he's a local guy right around here. But, uh, yeah, Jenny, 865-7309, something like that. Yeah, sure. Little Tommy Two-Tone? Uh, Tommy Two-Tone. We used to do a sketch about that, Al. My guy Al and I were in a comedy group together. We, we mentioned it last week. Here we go. Uh, Nick over on Facebook wants to, uh, wants to jump in and tell us, agree or disagree, Nagy should have been fired after the Browns game. Listen, if I was Virginia McCaskey, I would sit down in my wheelchair and I would, I would start fucking pounding away on those wheels. I I'd, I'd be, I'd pull over one of my servants and be like, listen, I want these wheels greased. And I would, I would get my wheels greased and I would start wheeling my ass down there. And I would, I would come on the field. On the field, Clark, my wheelchair would be making tracks on that field all across it, and I would get right in his face, and I'd go, Matt Nagy, you're fired, and I would get him out of there because he, he's neglectful. He's dangerous. He, he's, he's somebody who can damage a quarterback that has so much potential. I'm on the doubles uh, bandwagon. I think we put in a temp coach. What's Mike Tice doing? Someone call him Mike Tice. No. Get Mike Tice to cover the year, no. get the rest of the year going, and then we're hiring the ball. <sighs> Larger, I like where you're going with that. Here's my thing. It's this. He's, he's not getting fired right now. They're not firing him today. They didn't fire him immediately after that game. But Charlotte J just said it. If something goes wrong against the Lions here, which – Man, if you want to watch good football, watch any other game this upcoming Sunday besides the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears to watch good football. I, however, am going to watch the Chicago Bears because I'm stuck doing that because that's what I love. That's what I enjoy is the Chicago Bears. I may be wearing a hat of a different team, an AFC team. Al Archer, I see you wearing your Broncos jersey. You got an AFC team. So, uh, yeah, I got the Browns hat on. But obviously, still pulling for the Chicago Bears. So disgusting. Your Broncos shirt's disgusting. I won fifteen thousand dollars with some guy named Locke as my quarterback in drafting. It was a lock. It was a sure bet. You I knew it. Bears hat on. It I was a lock. Logo is nobody can a... identify this logo, but it was officially a Bears logo. <laughs> nobody can identify it, but it is the logo. Look, I bought it at the goddamn Bears store. They said this is. I have no idea. Wait a minute. That's a football hat? I thought you were wearing an Orioles hat. I thought that was a baseball hat. I thought you were turning – I thought you had completely turned on the Bears. That's what I thought it was. Clark, you would never see me. I know. I'm wearing my Bears hat in support of the Bears. I still support the Bears. If the Bears – I'm a Bears fan until the end of time, unlike you, that, that hey, disgusting hat. I you're, really you're the one – look at all this Bears stuff right behind me. Guys, for those of you listening on podcasts, I've got Bears stuff all over the place. I'm a Bears fan. This is how it is. I am completely – all. Oh, MX Hawkers with me on this one, uh, Larcher, that hat. Hat too. Just saying. Just putting that out there. I'm not, not saying I'm anything saying else. not knowing what the hat is. Like, that's fair because it's a weird-ass logo. No one's ever seen it if, before. Uh, apparently in 19, you know, 33, they ran with that as their logo. I think they should bring that logo back. Like, that's well, a bad-ass shit. logo. They should bring anything back right now. Uh, like, 
Al, if they lose this game against the Lions, like, are you, are you, I'm going to go up there and pack Matt Nagy's like office up myself. I might get stopped at the gate, especially if I have fireworks on me, but uh, like, just let's be done. Let's cut our ties. Cause he doesn't know how to put a game plan out there to simplify his offense, to put his young quarterback in the best position, not only to grow as a quarterback, but to succeed. But to succeed, he had no idea how to do that. Now, there is no offensive line. Justin Fields obviously isn't caught up to this game, but there are ways you can make this easier for him. You hear, you hear one or two of the national guys, Boomer, Esiason, uh, who's been in this spot, the only guy who's put it all right on Justin Fields' shoulders. It has nothing to do with anything else. I think it's a combination of everything. You mentioned it earlier that he's, he's too new to the game, probably. That's a good possibility. Hell, yes, that's a good possibility. But – Nagy has to put him in a better position. That defense didn't look half bad, especially for at least a half of football. But when they're out there in the entire game, what are you going to do? The Bears were in the game until the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they still could have won the game going into the fourth. With no offense. Given the offense. Given, given the fact that there was zero offense. Um, I, want, I want Brian Dable as our head coach next year. Who? You know, I, I hope that Brian Dable, the uh, offensive coordinator of the uh, Bills, Okay. Buffalo Bills, you know, a team that likes to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. You know, this guy's a real sharp uh, where we had a fake sharp. We went and we thought we got a sharp. We thought we got a guy who knew what he was doing as an offensive coordinator who, who came from a brilliant offensive mind in uh, Andy Reid. By the way, having a nice little heart attack or something? I don't know. Did they ever name what happened with Andy Reid? I don't know. I heard it was damn hot down there. That's what I heard. We have not had a good heart attack in the NFL in a long time, so I'm hoping we get a good coach. Oh, you know, we man. need a coach heart attack. Uh, you, know, you know, just to remind people that it's a very stressful job. There was that uh, that former uh, Northern Illinois football coach who went up and coached in Minnesota. Jerry Kill was his name. He had a lot of seizures on the field. It was very scary for the team. You remember that? And his name was Jerry Kill. I believe it, Jerry it Kill. Multiple seizures? Yeah, like it happened multiple games, and it's like, man. Go home and relax. Yeah, like, I mean, just... maybe, like, look, if you have seizures, maybe you shouldn't drive a truck. Right. I mean, I feel bad for people who have medical conditions. And it shouldn't limit uh, opportunities in, in the workplace. But, I mean, you have to be realistic. Maybe maybe that's not quite the, the you know, we have a delay of game because we have the guy having the sidelines having a J. Joe. Guys over there on Twitch say that uh, dehydration for Andy Reid. Dehydration. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Andy Reid had a had a nice burger beforehand with a nice diet coke. That's what I would have done anyway, and forgot to have the water. Maybe too much coffee. That'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, Nick jumps in over on Facebook again and says, "Have the Bears wasted Khalil Mack's best prime, and should they trade him now?" Well, I, I don't know. Like his prime years. You know what? What, what are you going to get for him at this point? Um, you know, you're not going to get three first round picks. And uh, I, I don't know with Cap. I don't know. I don't know what, what the damage would be to, to trade him right now. Right. You just hold. You just hold with what you got. I mean, in freaking uh, Madden, he retired on me. You know, he, one year he was whining. <laughs> we win the Super Bowl my first year with the Bears. By the way, I should be running this team. And uh, the second year, we're on a winning streak, and he retires. He up and retires. So screw Khalil Mack. I'm done with him. The Madden universe. So Are you done with the digital Khalil Mack? Or what about the real Khalil Mack? Because he, he, he was around. You know who else was around on that defense? Number uh, 94, Quinn. Quinn. Uh, Quinn yep. 
he has produced more in these three games than he did in any of the games put together a season ago. He looks good. Yeah, he, he does. Good. And I mean, I, I think uh, I, I don't really have any many negative things to say about the new uh, defensive coordinator because uh, the, the scheme seems all right. Uh, we could use a little help back in our backfield. The, the safeties could use some help. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Brian Dable, 46 years old, offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. You're selling me. This guy, you know, he, he's got one huge flaw against him. He's Canadian. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got we to overlook that. But Marv Levy was a hell of a coach. He was Canadian. And uh, he's a guy who get, he gets offense, and I trust him Nor- to move forward. Norm McDonald, this. Canadian, pretty funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty, really funny guy. There you go. Peace, Norm. Um, Ted I mean, Cruz. He, he never coached the Alouettes. He's never been the lead singer of Rush. So not yet. I, mean, I, tr- I trust the guy, but I mean, like, just look at where he's been. Uh, uh Oh, somebody just derailed your, uh, your good Canadians with Tressman in there, but he's yeah, not Canadian, right? He's not Canadian. He just coached in Canada. I think that's right. Yeah. Who would you rather have as your football coach right now? You have to choose between Mark Tressman and Matt Nagy. I don't know. Where does, <laughs> how does Mike Martz fit into the system? Oh, Martz too? Martz is in there? Adam Gase. Can we just get Adam Gase back? I mean, no. I, think, I think no. People, we could probably no. Uh, you you brought up Mike Martz, Greg Olson there. Of course, Mike Martz traded him because he doesn't use tight ends. Uh, Lovey trade. Lovey was the head coach then, and uh, he went on to have a heck of a career with the Carolina Panthers. He 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 was on the call. He he had the lovely uh, ability, the lovely chance to call that Chicago Bears Cleveland Browns game. And let's talk about the Browns. I mean, Miles Garrett. Jadavian Clowney, come on. Those, they've got it. nine sacks. Nine sacks from that AFAC, AFC team that I do enjoy. I didn't enjoy them this past Sunday, but I will enjoy them in the future. Certainly the rest of the playoffs because I won't have to worry about them playing the Bears in the fucking Super Bowl. So I'm good to cheer for the Browns from here on out. Uh, you're about as big of a Browns fan as Matt Nagy is a quality catcher. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is a gimmick. You're a fake. You're Hang a fraud. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I could name tons of them. Jim Brown. You want me to name Bernie Kosar? Who, what, you want me to just throw out names? Dog Pound. Wolf. There we go. Man, I love that tone. Two-tone over here. Just chimed in, my friend. Ron Rivera for Bears coach. I would have... Do you remember when the Bears under Lovey stopped tackling? It was when Rivera went and interviewed for some head coaching positions, tried to come back to the team as defensive coordinator, and Lovey said, we don't need you. We don't want you. Rex is our quarterback. I don't. I don't do want a defensive-minded head coach. I do not want Ron Rivera. I don't want to dig up the corpses of Bears history. Uh, I, I want no part of this. Ron Rivera is a good coach. What? He's fine, and is he, he's coaching in Washington. He's got yeah. a team. So hiring, hiring offensive, hiring offensive-minded head coaches has seemed to work out no. so damn well for the Bears as of recent. You, you've taken one chance on one young offensive coordinator, an offensive-minded guy who turned out to be a fake shark. No, I'm going back to the old to the old management though on this. I mean, Tressman, you got you got to throw him in there. You don't understand. You don't understand football if you want if you want a defensive-minded head coach in today's NFL. If you want a Super Bowl, you got to get an offensive-minded coach, and it has to be a guy who quality. It's got to be a guy with balls. 
You know, it's got to be a guy who throws the ball aggressively. We have the quarterback to do it. In the past, we had zero chance at any of these Sharps. We had no chance of getting them because you know what they did? They looked over the roster and they said, who's the quarterback? Yeah, okay, no thank you. Now we got a guy who I think if you look at this roster, if you're a guy who, who, who knows statistics, if you're looking at college play, you're going to go, man, I want to work with this kid. I want to be – this guy can run my offense. And I think Brian Dable is that guy. You're doing a great job of selling me on him. I'm not saying let's not do it. I'm just saying let's hire a quality head coach. I want a quality head coach in there. Can you name – well, who, I mean, sure, I do too. I, I want a blowjob from Pam Anderson right now. I mean, that would be phenomenal. It's not going to happen. Like, well, let's be realistic. You could want things. And, of course, I want to live the rest of my life. I, want, I never want cancer. I never want to die. Right. Like, I mean, I can say, of course you want a, a great head coach. Of course you want, like, what do you think, Andy Reid is going to suddenly uh, quit the Chiefs to come here? We don't know who a good head coach is. Just like you don't know who a great quarterback is. Well, you, you know how to skew to our younger audience. You know how to skew to our younger audience. You bring up Pam Anderson, who I haven't thought of in a decade. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, I mean, what, she's in her 50s now? So, I mean, a hell of a reference out there. A hell of a reference. You've done a good job of talking me into this, uh, the, the guy from the Buffalo Bills. You obviously have been doing your research. I imagine that you finished watching that game and you went right online. You're like, you know, the, the Bills have been treating me well in fantasy, and then you went and did a little more research on them. That's my guess. Bills. Like, you must God, have just – you should get a Bills hat. I almost did last year instead of a Browns, but I got the Browns I'll instead. Probably, I'll probably end up getting a, a Bills jersey here. I just need another good fantasy week, which I got, I got from the Bills this week. We'll talk about that later. Clark, can you name one of the tight ends of the Cleveland Browns? Um, yeah, Hooper, baby. Okay. Yeah. Can you name two of the three? All three of them are names. Uh-huh. Yeah, Austin Hooper and then the other two guys. They're really great. They're fantastic. But, but when it comes down to it, I really enjoy talking about my, my running backs when it comes to my Cleveland Browns. I enjoy Kareem Hunt and Chubb, the two of them, like men on a mission back there. That's my nicknames for them. I don't know if my fellow Cleveland brother and are calling them that, but men in a mission, the two guys in the back backfield there. And then Landry, I hope we can get him back soon. I hope that injury isn't as, you know, isn't all that bad. A couple good catches. There we go. Who's your left tackle, Clark? Can you give me that left tackle of the Cleveland Browns? Let me ask you this. Who's the Bears' left tackle? I don't know. It's Peters. It's Peters. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the, 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 the 39-year-old. He is younger than us. He the, is younger than us. Of, uh, the ghost of Peters is out there. All right. Nick had to roll, but he had one last question before he rolls. Uh, who would win in a one-fall tag team match between – the two of us and the guys from Beer Down. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at the show called Beer Down, it's Casey who used to be in comedy action with us and his brother Kellen. Uh, they're in that. And th- without a doubt, those guys, they don't know pro wrestling. And I don't know it as well as you, but you and I could get in there and you could call a match and we would just rock that thing. Nick, Nick says advantage to us. I'm coming off the top of the cage, all 300 plus pounds. You're gonna be diving. I'm gonna pull the rikishi coming off the top of the cage. Oh, you're getting you're getting called out over here. Who was your head coach in Madden for many years there, Al Archer? You don't want a defensive head coach yet. Peanut, Peanut was your coach. Thank you, Elijah. Well, I mean, really, I was the brains behind the play calls. 
Uh, Tillman was just a guy on the sideline. He he was uh, like the Queen Anglin, you know. He was ceremonial. I because I really was the head coach. Then. So those of you keeping track today, we got Pam Anderson reference and a Queen of England reference out here so far. Give us a call seven six zero four five four eight eight three four, and then uh, after we take that call, the calls, then we'll have to figure out how to get your microphone back on. We'll get there. By next week, we'll have all of that solved, all the technological stuff. Maybe we should do a show in the same room next week. Oh, breaking news, Al. We are the Road Warriors. Breaking news. I like that. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going for my booster. Going for the booster. These are things I could give give two shits about. Superpowers. Who gives a fuck? Congratulations. You're getting a shot. I wouldn't mind that Road Warrior pop. I wouldn't mind it. How do we fix it, Al? Clark, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm going to work. Nice. Good job. Yeah, I'm going to work from home. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, the big news was was that I was able to go get ice cream tonight. Ooh. Went down to the uh, Baskin Robbins down the street because uh, my daughter fell today, and we were kind of concerned there might be a concussion around. She fell at school, and then when she got to daycare... Ooh. Yeah, right? Then when she got over to daycare, she was crying there. Uh, said she felt like she might have been throwing up. So we're like, what the hell? You know, maybe a concussion. Uh, the latest is all is good. All is good. How do you, how do you know? Like, was there we don't. We don't. Or? We just got to keep an eye on her for a while longer. You can't That's let her all. sleep. No. Just, like for, I think it's three, four. I'm not a doctor, but. I'm pretty sure if you can't sleep for three, four days if you're suspected of depression. Eh, she's been able to push with both of her hands, both of her legs. We we did all the tests. We we talked to a nurse or two. I feel pretty confident. You got to get coffee ice cream to keep her up. Okay. I'm neither a doctor nor a parent, so I, I don't know for certain, but uh, I wish I was rich and retired. That's why I, I want to hit my – I want to hit a big – I want to hit the Millie Maker and DraftKings. Move to there Montana with a mountain in the background and good internet access, and I just want I just want to sit and watch football and talk to the cat. That's all I need. Jay went big and went to Charlotte is what he did. So you want to do Montana? He did Charlotte. That works. Um, By the way, you know, speaking of terrible coaching sorry. maneuvers. How about this? This guy, I know this guy who won a fantasy football league last year. He, he won a home league. He had the number one pick in the draft. So, of course, statistically speaking, he was well on his way to winning. Uh, this year, the same guy gets the number one pick in the draft. Last year with the number one pick in the draft, he takes Christian McCaffrey, who gets hurt. Well, this guy was uh, smart enough to go ahead and have his backup. This year, he drafts Christian McCaffrey again, but doesn't get his backup. you think he would have learned a lesson. No, he uh, – he... He was actually – he was going to wait until this week to go get his backup. I was going to do it. I was planning on it. I thought I had another week before McCaffrey got hurt. It didn't happen. It's fine. I honestly, like, this year I'm what I like to call working again. Um, Elijah um, – But, yeah, no, this year I'm working again. Last year I had all the time in the world. My kids were going to daycare three days a week. I was home the other days a week getting things done. I was retired last year, Jay, living off that government cheese. But then come this past April, I said, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to put the work in. Tomorrow I get to work from home, but 
I do go into the office quite a bit. I have to say the pandemic was one of the best things that has happened in my lifetime. And I feel horrible for anybody who who lost loved ones. And like, I know there's the real side and the emotional side, but I'm speaking just personally for me as, as, as a dude who, if I, I don't like leaving the house. I don't like having to deal with people. I love not working. I I love just sitting and playing video games and and playing DraftKings. And this, this last year has been, I mean, it was almost as good as the the, uh, summer of Obamacare or Obama, what was the what was the big Obama one with the summer? Everyone, the fun employment. Yeah. I mean, the, the Obama's fun employment years were great. That was my retirement. Mm-hmm. I, look, I'm an obese man. I'm probably not going to live a very long life. There's there's a history of depression and horrible things in my life. I, I the, the longevity may not be there. So anytime I can technically retire and not work for a couple of years, I do it. I, I go to the beach, you know, I do what old people do. I, I sit around, I drink in bars and, you know, whatever. And then, you know, occasionally you come out of retirement, which is where I'm at now, you know, never technically retired because the pandemic was just a pause. It was just a pause in time. So it's a good place to be. Um, wow. So we're firing Matt Nagy by next week. Is, is it, do you see any road to him coming back from this right I now? There's, I don't, I don't, wow. the bears are, are such gentle people when it, when it comes to handling uh, staff and, 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 and such that I don't think Matt Maggie gets fired during the season. Okay. Or, or it'd be near, clearly near the end of the season when everyone else is getting fired, you know, those final two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, I just don't see it happening. It needs to happen. It's the right thing to do, which is often a problem with this Bears management. The right thing to do tends to, tend to not happen. You know, you, you go out, you hire some firm to hire coaches and just stupid, idiotic things that just don't make sense uh, is the Bears M.O. So I'm not, I'm not thinking that it's going to happen, but, I mean, yeah. I hope it does. So the, the day of the draft, the Bears traded up and went and got Justin Fields. You, along with many Chicago Bears fans, it came out of nowhere, them being able to pull this move off. It was phenomenal. Ryan Pace, what are you doing? You're finally giving Matt Nagy that quarterback that he has needed. He is so desperately needed to come into a system that maybe he can cater the system a little bit around him to help him out. Here we go. You, at the time, if I recall... Like, I, I remember a buddy of ours, Andrew, brought it up to you, like, this just extends them, guys, and, and he wasn't happy about that. This could extend them for another couple of years. Right. Mediocrity. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are the ones that I'm talking about. Yeah. How did you go from the draft? You weren't happy with that idea because you thought that this kid could help prove that the, that the, the system was right, that Matt Nagy was the right coach. How did we go from that point to this point in three fucking regular season games? Well, it's just incompetence. I mean, it's clear now. You know, if this guy, if, if we, I don't expect us to be three and zero right now. I didn't expect no. us to win the game against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I outright thought we would lose that game, and we did. But I didn't think we would get one yard of offense. You know, I mean, there, there's there's something to the fact that it was just a complete breakdown. This team is not ready to play offensively. It's, it's like they have no concept of what's going on. And you have Fields who, listen, if you have the option, 
if you if your job is on the line, if somehow they said if Matt Nagy had one of these seizures that you were talking about earlier, and they wheeled him off, and they said, "Sir, you can no longer coach," and it was a King Ralph moment, uh, another '90s reference. Um, why not bring in? Why not bring in Clark Lawrence? And they hire Clark Lawrence, and then his job is on the line, and they go, "Clark, we got this guy, uh, the Red Rifle." He's been in the league for like uh, 14 years. He's uh, he's average. Yeah, he might even be below average. He's what we got. And but we also got this guy, uh, Justin Fields. He's not doing it or anything. But goddamn, is he talented? Well, I mean, who are you to start? <sighs> and if your answer is, and if your answer is even Andy Dalton because it's a safer play, fine. You give. Justin, you give Fields reps and you give him time with the number one offense in practice and in training camp to prepare him just in case maybe this below average quarterback with 14 years of proof, uh, with a 14-year resume, I think it's 14 years, I'm just throwing that number out there, that's been a long damn time. We know, we know who he is. You know, fire up the Minnesota coach. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. He is who we think he is. Justin Fields, we don't know who he is, but we think we know, and we think it's a damn good player. But yet, so you you, you put him to the sideline. You put him, you, you lock him in a room. You don't even let him learn any of the plays. You, you lock him in a room, and you, you, you tell him he's not ready yet, and that this is how they did it in Kansas City. Somehow Kansas City correlates to, to Chicago, uh, maybe in shootings. I don't know. But outside of that, you, you get like um, – I don't even know the hell I'm I'm just so pissed off. You, I don't even know the hell I'm talking about. You went about. somewhere with that. But for the references, folks, those keeping track at home, we from Larcher's references tonight, being right on time, is Pam Anderson, the Queen of England, and King Ralph. We are head, hitting that younger demo out there. That's what we're going for. King we are who Ralph. We we were. You know what? I've never enjoyed a movie with a Packers fan as much as the main character, as much as I enjoyed King Ralph. It's fantastic. Great well, movie. I told you. I told you week one that that Packers, that Aaron Rodgers was not done, and that Packers offense, it was just bad, poorly coached game. Yeah. Um, he, he's come back on fire. They got it done again the other day, that's for sure. That's, um, Can't wait for the Bears to pl- get to play the Packers this year. My Lord. Why, why do they have to play some of these games? That's going to be my well, issue. Like, why, why are they going to have to play the Packers? If you follow the history of the Bears' narrative, if you, if you just go down memory lane, what's going to happen this year, Clark, is we're probably going to win both those Packer games and nothing else. And uh, Mother McCaskey, the great Mother McCaskey uh, in the nursing homes in the clouds of the mansion, you know, she's got a whole nursing work in, in, in the top four of the mansion. And they're gonna, she's wheeling around, and, uh, and the whole thing is she's, um, she's going to be like, well, we beat the Packers twice. And then they're going to keep everybody. Everybody's going to get a 10-year extension, except Justin Fields. They're probably going to throw him on the waivers just for shits and giggles. Somebody mentioned it earlier in the chat. What if Nagy gets what – if, what if Fields gets hurt playing for Nagy? What if, yeah. like, what if all of this hurts him because he hasn't been set up for success? He hasn't been put you – know, he hasn't been put in the right spot to even try to let him succeed here. And then I've also – oh, go ahead. That had to cross every Bears 
fan's mind. Oh, after the sack upon sack upon sack yeah. upon sack. It was like, man, what are we going to do? What happens if this guy's out for eight weeks or nine weeks or God forbid of the season? You know, he cares something or, and then, and then his, his speed is never the same or like, yeah. I hate uh, to beat a dead horse here or, you know, but what, what about rolling him out? What about passing to the tight ends? One of the tight ends that you've kept because of salary cap reasons, you dropped your your best defensive back, one of the tops in the league. Like you aren't even playing these guys. You're not even passing to these tight ends. Like he's not. I don't understand the system at all. No. The, 2018. Remember how fun it was watching the the new Matt Nagy offense with with the number one defense around. But like you know, they threw in Hicks. He's running. He's he's on an offensive play. They're doing all kinds of whoop-de-woo and fun stuff, right? That's gone. I'm done. I'm done, Al. Let's get him. Let's get him going. ASAP. Get him out of here. I mean, I think if you fired him and just ran a simplistic offense, so that the Bears would actually probably, you know, get their seven wins or whatever Vegas is projecting them at. What's more likely to happen? Uh, Matt Nagy hands play calling over to Bill Lazor again. Yeah. Um, start somebody. You broke up on uh, that too. Or he starts somebody other than Justin Fields this week. Which is more likely? If Justin Fields is injured, he's not going to start. And that's going to be his out. Wait, Justin Fields is injured? Yeah, I mean, he's right now, There's a, he's questionable. There's, there's Yeah. He's banged up. That's why they just signed another quarterback. Oh, do we have an idea what the injury was at all? Or they haven't had to say? Maybe he just got the shit knocked out of him. I think that might be. He did. Oh, he hurt his hand. That came from Hawker over there on Twitch. (sighs) These guys honestly should be hosting the sports show because they they know what's going on. Well, I'm straight up just using them right now to, to help inform us, the guys who've been hosting a sports show since 2012, to help us figure this out. We're over here rambling about King Ralph, and uh, they got actual answers. Thank God. <laughs> um, it's National Drink a Beer Day today, Al. So uh, in honor of that, I'm drinking an old Irving Brewery uh, Triple Beezer. It's a, uh, a, I don't normally like triple. Like double's the most that I go. But well, this one's a very smooth one, and it's 10%. It's here. It's ready for us whenever we are. I have uh, tea from uh, Tur- Turkey. Is Turkey a thing? Istanbul? Where is that? That's right. Turkey. The bears are off the rails. Are you ready? How come I, I got to sit unless you need to plug some local damn uh, beer. Well, I'm sitting here trying to talk about world. Oh, please do. Teas. Please do. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, uh, Sorry, you go ahead. Right off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm getting anxious. I'm getting anxious here. Hang on. No, go ahead. What, what were you saying about the world's tea? Nothing. There's nothing to be said. We're going to go over to the Joseph's Finest Meats hotline right now. Joseph's uh, Finest Meats, where you get the best meat over in the Dunham neighborhood, just down on Addison over near Harlem over there. Nobody beats their meat. You, honestly, you can't. Like, you really can't. We're going to go over to the hotline. I think you were heading down towards Houston here. And, of course, after we talk to Elijah generally is when everything goes off the rail with our, our show technology-wise. Not blaming Elijah here, but hey, Elijah, down near Houston, how you doing today? 
Gumball Texas checking in. How are you gentlemen doing? Are you saying Gumball Texas? Tomball. T O M. Oh, okay. Or as, well, my, thanks da- for or as my daughter likes to re- or as my daughter likes to refer to Tom Ballsack. Yeah. Of course. She's that, she's she's how, she's, tra- how, she's a comedy accident in training. Matt nailed it. <laughs> how uh how long but, do uh, I need to wait? Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say, you know, just 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 to make sure that we're 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 all on the same page here. Uh, uh, there was a there was a incorrect reference from Al. Al, you're, you're the man, so this is my honor to be able to correct you. But it's not the Minnesota coach that said the Bears are who we thought they were. It was the Arizona coach, Ralph uh, right, Ralph right. Yes, and after that uh, beautiful Dennis Monday Green. night game where they were able to score three touchdowns, I think within about three three minutes to win it. it was- one of the greatest games of all time when they, it almost ruined their perfect record that year. I was at the bar on Harlem and Addison. It's gone through many name changes, chairs, McDonald's. And, uh, that was a magnificent day. It's a glorious, glorious bears game. He, he let him off the hook. Remember exactly where you were. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I couldn't I sleep that correct. night. It was so exciting. No problem. My, my pleasure, Al. Like I said, it's an honor to be able to correct you within a football reference. So, I will take that to my. It's going to be on my tombstone. Well, what uh, what has you has you picking up the phone to give us a call today, Elijah? What do you need to get off your chest? Well, Clark, I think I asked this every week, and I had to bring it up. What's the point of Jimmy Graham? It's going to be my. Oh, what about Danks that I'm going to say every week until this dude's off the team? Uh, what about? I just Graham? don't understand. Well, and that was the thing last week we said on the show. Like, we were talking shit about him a little bit there uh, for not passing him. And I was like, oh, but just watch. He's going to end up with three touchdowns this week, right? Didn't happen because they aren't even using him. That's the thing that I mentioned earlier there, Elijah. Like, they they cut Kyle Fuller for uh, salary cap reasons. He was a salary cap, you know, loss. Casualty, thank you. That was the word I was actually looking for. That's my partner. That's why we've been together since 2012. Am I cutting out? Yeah, again? I just don't understand. There we go. All right. I just don't understand this. I just don't understand this purpose. I mean, like you're like I'm sorry. You were saying. Go ahead, Elijah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good. I was just saying, it, 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 I just don't see the point of it. I do agree with Al, though. These Bears are not going to fire Matt Nagy midseason. Plus, I kind of agree with that. What's the point of it? I mean, he, and, and that's kind of why I brought up, you know, with it, I would only bring, I would only fire Matt Nagy if halfway through, if halfway through the season, he is throwing uh, Justin Fields into uh, harm's way and, and just saying, you know what, this guy is now a uh, liability for our future. But, I mean, I, I'm seeing it, and I think a lot of Bears fans are seeing it. Is the reality that he is a danger to the progress of Justin Fields? And if the answer is yes, which I think it is, at what point yeah. is Ryan Pace, who, I mean, he's a dude like our age, he, he, he allegedly has some bits of intelligence to him. He probably listens to some of the local media who are probably saying the exact same thing. At what point does he understand the risk he has taken and make the right move? I mean, if if this guy's really a danger. 
Well, I mean, I think would you say that Pace and Nagy are tied to for one tied to one another? So if one goes, if both was, go. I mean, do you see a scenario where Pace stays and Nagy leaves? Yeah. And he gets to try and hire yeah, another if, coach. If I was if I was Ryan Pace and I'm in this position, I want to separate myself from that man as quickly as possible. I want everybody sees him holding a bag of shit right now. I want to grab a spotlight and put it right on that him holding the bag of shit and go look at this guy. This guy was our problem. This is I made a mistake. I made a mistake with the quarterback, maybe, but I definitely made a mistake with this. Uh, this is something. It's a part of the learning process as a general manager. You're gonna hire bad coaches. You're gonna fire good coaches at times. But I, I, I deserve a second chance because things are moving forward. I have the vision. Like I know it's not what we want. Uh, we want to both go on. But I think there's a case to be made. And if again, if I am Ryan Pace. Get the spotlight out right now and start playing the PR game. Al, you're right there. Start leaking some information. If you're Ryan Pace, you right now have to try to save your job and do that separation. Get some yeah. information out there that you guys are not necessarily on the same page here. Mention, right. Get it out there that he's not using the quarterback as you would want him to. You've got to do those things because as Two-Tone Chi-Town over there mentioned on Twitch, he said that, uh, he said that uh, after Mitch, like he is on borrowed time. Matt Pace, Ryan Pace, Matt Pace, <laughs> Matt Pace and Ryan, uh, and, and Ryan Pace. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. And Ryan Nagy here. Like, uh, the, to me, I, th- I think if one goes, they both go. And, and, and they need to go. It's time. I think that if, if we get to this offseason and uh, things haven't changed, which they won't, the Chicago Bears have never, ever changed a head coach in the middle of the season. Never yeah. in the history of the team. So yeah, I don't I see it happening. But I think I everybody's like, got to go, and let's talk to the Bills. Let's do everything we can to get you. you you've sold me on them, and, you, and you, it took you 20 minutes. It didn't take much. It didn't take much here. And I think uh, I the would problem, think, go, does the go ahead, feel like that is some kind of tradition and, and, and part of the Bears' legacy of not, you know, not firing a coach? You, you, think, you think that's what Virginia, like it's, it's part of her family's tradition? I mean, she is, t- I mean, she is the son or the daughter of George Hallis, she's been there 90 years. Like, right. literally, she has been – she has known football for over yeah. 80 years. She's the queen she of has uh, known, Bears. Right. She has known the game, and she might be held up on that. So are you saying that maybe when Virginia is no longer with us, they could do this? No, oh, I'm, I'm not saying that. Okay. No. I, thought, I thought you were killing her already. I didn't know. No, no. I mean, it, maybe it's time to, you know uh, – limit her, her, her influence in the team, but, um, well, I mean, we don't I mean, even know what influence, be. we don't even know what influence that is that she has on the team, but I think she's got a lot of influence. Well, we know she gives a motivational speech every year about history and all that other crap, but I just don't see the point of firing a coach mid season, unless you feel like he's just being a detriment to, to Justin Fields. Gentlemen, I always love the show. I just wanted to bring up oh, one thing. I didn't hear you guys bring it up. Go ahead. No, Elijah, please go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it might have been feedback. The one thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the video of uh, Foles saying Matt's offense just isn't working to Andy Dalton. I think they're going to give <laughs> Foles the boot, and I'm almost wondering if they're losing the locker room. 
I mean, you could just see it on the people's faces. They know that this just isn't working. There was a um, a tweet by uh, Alan Robinson's uh, um, uh, agent there that said, you know, what was the, what was the best thing about this game? <laughs> I think he replied, you know, only 16 games left. So I'm just wondering if that's just everyone's sentiment. Let me just go in and get the check because he lost the uh, the locker room. I'll hang up and listen to you guys' response uh, and bear down. Yeah, bear down, Elijah. Thanks again for the call. Always great to hear from you. I think the benefits of uh, – just cover one point. The benefits of hiring or firing a coach now is, one, you get to test somebody out. You know, you, you get to see what Lazar can do as an offensive uh, – in, in charge of the offense. You can see if may, maybe you have something there. Maybe that guy has been held back and he's he's an actual offensive mind. So you get to you get the test. So you get a free shot at, at, at testing somebody, and you could also start communicating to guys like Allen Robinson, like, look, there's a whole new system coming next year. There's a whole new offense, and that might be the only saving grace of, of keeping him. But also, I mean, I don't think there's a chance in hell Allen Robinson returns to this team in any capacity. Uh, next season, you know, I think he wants out of here as quick as possible. I mean, technically, they could franchise him one more time, can't they? Isn't that still around? Yeah, I, I, I believe you can. Uh, I think suddenly one of the nicest dudes and most professional football players I've ever seen since maybe Peanut Tillman. Um, I, I think suddenly you have a uh, a real situation with him, and rightfully so, uh, not wanting to come back or sitting out or playing hardball. Because I would. I mean. At that point, I think I would. Unless I felt like – like if I felt like Dable was coming here, okay, and I'm Allen Robinson, and I go, wow, you know, maybe I could have that Diggs role, and maybe we could get Fields going. We could fire this thing up. Maybe I could get excited about that. But if I, if there's still questions of maybe Nagy comes back next year and, and he's still around and, he, and this cancer just keeps growing – then I'm really uh, concerned, and I'm out of here as quick as possible. As a matter of fact, week eight, I'm my shoulder injury. I'm having a shoulder injury. You know, my neck is going to start hurting. Yeah, and, uh, I'm going to start missing games. Yeah, uh, what it's doing for his checkbook is it will be interesting to see too, or for his future offers from other teams, because being on this team certainly isn't going to help. It isn't going to help you in free agency, right? Yeah, ever. Yeah, so that's the Bears. They get the Lions this upcoming week. And uh, we'll see what happens there, huh, partner? Yeah, it's a very grim, very grim uh, situation. It's it's sad, really. I mean, this is one of the most depressing. Like, we're looking at this from an emotional aspect that's anger. This is really sad, is what this is. One yard of offense. I mean, an NFL record, 100 years of football, 0-16 Lion teams. Uh, we're, we're talking about when the T formation was still being used. Come on. Is that real? You know, the Bears, the Bears may look to go to a single, like, uh, like a wishbone, because, uh, you know, maybe you can get three – Offensive uh, three running backs out there, you know, Fields being one, Tariq being one, Montgomery being one, and just run run a football team from 1930s and see what happens. Because, I mean, it would produce better than one yard of Matt Nagy offense. 
One passing yard. One passing yard. There's 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 not only a sadness, but there's a danger to losing your quarterback. There's a danger to stunting the growth of the franchise that already. I mean, Justin Fields was a hail mary to save us from a, maybe a decade at football. Like that's how high his ceiling is, and how we were at him. It could be destroyed because of a management that doesn't have an offensive line and knew they didn't have an offensive line going into the season, a head coach who seemingly cannot adjust during games, who seemingly cannot game plan, who is being accused by professional journalists of sabotaging, sabotaging a quarterback. You have players – from this legacy franchise who played on some bad teams saying this is the worst thing they've ever seen and the head coach should be fired immediately. I mean, this is a sad, sad, painful situation for Bears fans. This is, this is like, um, you know, this is like working the kitchen staff on the Titanic, sad. Oh, yeah. It. So what we're saying here is that uh, the Bears situation is beyond grim. The, the national guy is saying that he's either purposely sabotaging the kid to prove that the, the what? what? What is this idea? To, to prove that he's not ready? Like, he's like, I told you guys he's not ready. That can't be the case. Like, I mean, I, it could be. Don't get me wrong. Like, anything seems possible with this guy, but that just doesn't seem right. Oh, we're going to have to talk about the Chicago sky, by the way. So, uh. I mean, I think that, that's the point that it's he's either that bad of a head coach that he he didn't understand. Ooh, they're winning. He purpose, he's a genius, and he purposely sabotaged it. Those are only two. He's either an evil genius or a dipshit. I mean, I'm he's a dipshit. That seems like the logical choice, right? Like if I'm if I'm talking logic, it, it's not. It can't be that he's sabotaging. Like that just doesn't seem right. Yeah, the Sky are winning their game. Uh, they're the sixth team uh, playing against the Connecticut uh, Sun right now in a best-of-five series, and they're currently up 24-18 to 18 with 27.8 seconds left. That's for you, Kevin, out in the Northwest. We're pu- putting that out there, Kevin, out in the Northwest, that we are watching some WNBA around here. Let's go, Sky. Oh, yeah. Candace Park. Baby Blues. Ugh. Larcher. Can we be done with them for now? Right. Where there was failure with the Chicago Bears, there was some pretty good uh, DraftKings. Oh, my play. lord, man! Play this week, and even some individual plays. Clark won uh, my little league. Little league, especially this week, it's the biggest it's been. It was a uh, it was a big week. Get up, Clark. I can't hear you. Oh, are you there? Can you hear me right now? Yeah, I can hear you now. What was that? Maybe I better turn turn off the stream of this uh, Sky game over here. Try to try to save some bandwidth around here right now. Um, I wouldn't call it such a little league, Al, as it is uh, more of a bigger league than it's been. Clark, you're breaking up again. You're breaking up again. I can't hear you. It's a bigger league than – oh, I just turned off the sky for that. Are you shitting me, Larger? Give me another Pam Anderson reference or something. I can't. I can't, I can't you're, bre- you're breaking up. Uh-huh. What? Max Hedrum over there. Somebody mentioned you did, you did give me a Max Hedrum as well. 
Uh, you're asking, you're and this week, uh, this week I took it down with uh, 12 teams in there this week. Previously, there'd only been six. Yeah, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Uh, you still have you still have a very low. Actually, your 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 average score is is, is I think decent. I'm still number one, of course, but we, we won't go there. And uh, I'm second in uh, world championship wins or weekly wins. Charlie Hogan actually is is the league leader in uh, championships. He's like a Steelers head coach. Wow, he's a, he's the league leader in week. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think he's taking four first places. I think he's one game up on me. Okay. Uh, but I have the highest uh, average, weekly average. Okay. But, you know, I had fun this week in one of the leagues we're in, one of the year-long re- leagues. It was a Yahoo league, so it took everybody's winning percentage from every game they played since, like, 2012 or 2000. I mean, it's like a long history. And I broke down everybody's win percentage, and I matched them to their head coach, uh, to the real NFL head coach with the same winning percentage. It's you, uh, you you're Ted Marchabrota. Okay. And, and I'm, uh, I'm Mike Shanahan. So let's try to get a little Denver on today. Okay. Uh, well, here it is. I pulled it up on our, on our screen here for the time. This is the team in your Rainmakers League. Twelve teams are in this league. And, I mean, we could either talk about my team first, or maybe we should go to your team. Let's see. Are you second? Are you third? Let's see here. Oh, wait. Oh, there you Oh. You didn't finish dead last. There you are, the 10th the best team over here in this league. Nice. I found it. Good. Oh, look at who you played at quarterback. <laughs> Al Archer. For the podcast listener, Al Archer played Justin Fields. Uh, I played him in, a, in another spot, too, because it felt right. It really did. But I'll, I got mad. That'll, I got mad. I got a little mad scientist this week making teams in, yeah. uh, in, in tournaments. So I had this. I, I had this idea. I didn't really come up with this. I heard somebody else with it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good idea. I I, I created the, the really expensive stacks you couldn't afford otherwise if you played the quarterback. Uh-huh. Justin Fields is their quarterback instead. So for example, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey is too cost. Uh, you know, the cost of that stack is too, is too painful to play. Uh, it limits you in every other way, and there's no way you're going to win. So instead of Mahomes and his, like, $8,000, I cut him out and thinking, you know, well, Fields is going to get me 20 to 30 points and played him at the 5200 And uh, needless to say, that was a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, I get it. Who'd, who'd you run with him? You didn't – oh, you didn't uh, stack him. At least you were smart enough to not do that. Yeah, I'm done with the stacks in – I mean, I'm still going to do them. In your cash games? I'm not, I'm not, All right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan Again, of this is Al Archer's team. Again, Cooper Cup is just raking in the fantasy leagues this year. He are, the, yeah. Through three games, he's been showing up, and it's been a good play. Derek, Derek Henry, I don't know what he costs. It looks like he didn't quite get to where you wanted to get to, but another 22 points is solid from him. Clyde Edwards-Alaire actually had a really damn good game. When it comes to fantasy, and and if you talk to any Kansas City fan, like they're they're almost over that dude, like they're almost done with him. I gotta say, if you look at this team logically, Clark, I hit on my running back plays. 
Yeah, Derrick Henry, 22 points at 8,600. Of course, I wanted 30, but 22 points is still about what he projected at. Um, Hilaire overplayed his projection, gave me 20. And then Barkley gave me 21. So I spent a lot, and I played three uh, running backs, yep. but it paid off. Where I failed was on my big money uh, wide receiver, Diggs, who, by the way, oh. that game went off. I was right. I was right that, you know. The wrong Kelly receiver, huh? I have a big game, but I obviously played the wrong receiver in that game. Uh, Pitts, it, I mean, I, there wasn't a lot of great tight end pointage. No. I think the top, I think the top two. Uh, score scoring plays were both twenty, um, and that was Kelsey and someone else. Obviously, someone else, but somebody else, uh, Kelsey and I think Hawkinson maybe. Yep. And for those who might not do much of the DraftKings and stuff, uh, you, to let you all know, like generally, Al, if I'm wrong on this, but you want them to score. So if they if they cost sixty five hundred, you want them to score three times the amount of points. Is 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 that basically? So if they cost sixty five hundred. You're looking for about 19 and a half points out of him. So Saquon Barkley here, 21.4 points. He hit it. He went over even. Edwards Alaire, even better for you at $4,800. You got 20 points out of him. Cooper Cup, knocking it out of the park. Osborne here, didn't quite get to where we thought he might. But not horrible, because I only need, what, 9, 10 points. Fair. So. Fair, yeah. Yep. Uh that's where you want to be. But now let's look at a good team. And what you want to do in building a good team is right now you want to find stacks. And then you want to find stacks within the stacks. And when you have stacks, Al, here's something that I know is the draft king, especially the winner of the DK uh, Fantasy, uh, the, the DK uh, Rainmakers Club uh, this week, is my big goal was let's get Stafford. Let's put him with Higby over there because Higby over there at the tight end, only 4000 He's bound to collect for me. And if you notice, he did get 15. Matt Stafford, $6,400. He is still lighting it up out there, and he got 32. So you run that back with a Godwin against them because they're playing Tampa Bay. You always want to run it back because, obviously, if they're playing catch-up with a high-powered offense from Matt Stafford, you're running him back with Godwin getting 19 points out of him. Man, everything here just seemed to fall into place a little bit, Al. It, and it, it felt really good. Oh, Cooper Cup, forgot to mention that. There you go. So what you did there is not a great cash game strategy, but that is the perfect tournament strategy. You seem to win the game. Uh, hold on. Tournament strategies give you a great upside. It gives you a great ceiling. 184 points is a good ceiling. That's a, that's a, that You probably made, would have made a little money in tournament on that. Not a lot, but you probably would have gotten your money back at least on whatever you wagered in a tournament on 184 points. So – it was a tournament build, and it won. I mean, technically, with 10 players, it is a tournament. Now, if you're playing a cash game, you want to be around 150, 160 points, which is, is where kind of the, the you see the field is, the middle of the field. So in order to win this game, you really need, do need to build more of a tournament, especially now that we have more players. So, yeah, I'm not going to crap on it. Good job. Well played. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, this was the team that I was looking at, uh, Delvin Cook, last minute, like an hour before, with him being questionable, and it didn't look like he was going to play at all. And I think he did play a few snaps, but didn't do anything. But that's, I, I, I threw Kamara in for him. And uh, he didn't get all the points that you want out of him. As I mentioned earlier, you're looking for more like, what, 24, 25 points out of him. He only got 20, but that's not too bad. And 184 points in this 12-team league 
it was enough to take it home this week. It's $5 game. I, pro- I profited $49 in this league. That's a good week, Al. That's going to pay for my next, what, uh, the next uh, amount of entries doing math. Let's do math there. Yeah, you got a couple of weeks of free play. Yep, um, quite a few. And honestly, we don't have a lot of, like, dominant. And if anybody listening that wants to jump in on our game, it's completely possible. Yeah, come join us. Novices, we had a novice win the first week. Last week, Joel took that one down. And he was new. Oh, Hawker, I agree. Math is dumb. It's not for me. Uh, that's what the calculators are for now. But I love math. I love my spreadsheets. I'm not the smartest guy. Like, I wish I was better at math and pay attention in school in math because now I use it so often. But, man, I love building Excel spreadsheets, fancy I, Excel spreadsheets. I like uh, – I mean, that, that's – I give that's you credit. Between me being, yeah, uh, I give you credit right there because – you're a guy who's saying, I don't love math. Like, I'm not great at math. But, oh, no, you're saying I'm not great at math, but I love it. You don't often hear that. Generally, people are so fucking frustrated with it that they're like, no, I don't even want to try. But I, I appreciate you for that, Al. Well, for um, me, it's a lot of, like, I, I go, you know, hey, I want to know if you take this piece of information, this piece of information, can you give me a score? And, like, trying to figure out simple math problems using Excel. Because once you figure out the formula, the formula is forever there. You know? And, again, I wish I was a smarter dude who who paid more attention, actually learned spreadsheets and math and such. But, eh, I I went to radio school, you know? And I I stand by that. Yep. I'm with you. I am with you. We're burying the lead here. Uh, I, I had to do a little gloating. I had to... Had to discuss that. It was it was a good win. I hope I can pick up another one this year, but it's going to be tough in your club. But uh, we do welcome novices can win it. Uh, it it's a fun one. We we want experts too. I mean, I enjoy seeing what happens. We we're up to twelve people this week, uh, and maybe this upcoming week we'll get up to fifteen. There, we'll see what happens. But let's talk about your week and your strategies, Al. Uh, last week we discussed it quite a bit. It got pretty interesting, I'll be honest. I really enjoyed going over it with you. But um, then this past week, week three, was pretty solid for us in general. Last week I took 30th out of 350,000 people in in tournament play um, in the 50-cent game, which, you know, gave me a 200-time profit. I I got 100 bucks off of that team. This week, a couple teams in the top 100 – my best team put up 212 points. Uh, I wish I could just focus on one. I can't figure out how to do that right now. But it, it was uh, all, all three of my top plays. So I had one team put up uh, 212, one team put up 209, one team put up 207. Uh, one you might be a little familiar with, Clark. Um, Josh Allen in all three of them was the stack. He was stacked with Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, uh, which was the key stack on the week. Uh Josh Allen was your number one quarterback in the week, putting up 40 points. Nobody touched him. He had a great price point. He was like the third or fourth highest priced quarterback. So it wasn't the ridiculous amount you had to pay up like an extra grand for like uh, Mahomes or uh, uh, I think Lamar was the other big, uh, or Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, who bought these guys? Well, just trying to find a price point. I can't. Um, but anyway, so he was the right stack. And this is where using an optimizer 
really helps. Uh, I wanted a lot of digs. I, I, I did want a lot of digs, and the optimizer kept saying, no, we need to be at the price point where Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. Now, I okay, I have to okay the players. You know, you pick your player pool. Mm-hmm. So I went during the week, and I go, man, I really believe in Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not certain about Cole Beasley. And then last second, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play some Cole Beasley. And then the optimizer kept wanting to give me Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders stacks. And I fought it for a minute. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm pulling back. I trust both those guys. If they both go off at 4K, they're both under 5K, you know, you're going to win a lot of money this week. And didn't win a lot of money, but came close. Came close. Again, within striking distance, probably one player off of a championship win. Uh, a really big money win. And uh, so, yeah, the Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders stacks. And then uh, Barkley and Swift were great plays. You know, Godwin put up 20. Um, Logan Thomas, the run back was the weakest part part of the whole thing. You know, Logan Thomas at 13 points, not a great uh, run back. I also ran back with Terry McLaurin. He gave me 10 points. So it it was a draw either way. I mean, they were the same, about the same price. Uh, but actually McLaren was almost 7k. McLaren was a terrible play. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this, the second of the three teams probably would have been the winner. If you take Terry McLaurin out of it, sure. put in, you know, cup, the cup's already in there. You know, someone right about that price point, you know, Godwin, I could have gotten either Tyler Boyd, a little cheaper, but would have been better. So, Yeah. But it, it is. It's important to go ahead and, and know your plays. Uh, on the day, I had 18% of my quarterbacks were Josh Allen. He was okay. my number one quarterback um, ran. So, you know, when, when you run high, when you know, you know where you want to be with your quarterbacks, the rest starts falling into place because you build around stacks. You know, my second highest own was uh, Justin, Justin Herbert. That, that wasn't a, as good of a play. Um, 30 points, so not a terrible play. Staff put up 30 points, as you know. I had him at 10%. So my top, you know, uh, 30, 40%, 40% of my uh, my plays all scored 30-plus points. Here's where I got a little crazy. I put I put 9% on Justin Fields, and he, he left, or he put the three, Jesus. Russell Wilson yeah. um, at 9%, 16 Tom Brady, 8%. He put up 31. He was playable for sure at a great price point. Um, no, it was a fine week, Al. You mentioned earlier you didn't win big or anything, but you definitely came out quite a bit ahead this week, and it bought enough for next week and probably the, the following week. So that's so n- not too bad. You're getting there. You're close. Hockler asked a question here. Does this mean you're betting against yourself with all these different people? No, you're you're just playing the way you're because you're giving yourself variance. You can't take a stand. I could have taken a stand. I could have said 100% Josh Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley, and then built around those guys. You know, 150 different teams, and that that would have been a hell of a. Stand. 90% of the time, that's gonna I'm gonna lose a lot of money if that really has a, as a it plays to his average, and Emmanuel Sanders plays to an average and they don't have great days, I mean, I just crippled myself. I just sank the ship. So I'm giving myself out. But that's when you start managing your percentages of your quarterback stacks. 
three percent of the I had three percent on Kyle Murray because I didn't I didn't feel good about it. a lot of the field was going to play him and it just didn't make sense for me and I was right because he put you know at eight thousand up twenty two points it wasn't worth it against Jacksonville so I only had three percent but if he had a great day I still had percent to get there so yeah maximizing opportunity exactly Charlotte. Um, you know, you go ahead. No, go, go ahead. No, I'm kind of cutting it. Shit's cutting out over here. I'm having a, a bit of a rough go with it. Well, I'm telling you, like, uh, I played those 20 teams in the $3 game and the $1.75 million play action. And my best team was that one that took, uh, 208, 208 points. My second best yeah. team in that is 196. I ended up with, uh, I mean, shit. Most of my teams made me a profit there. More more than ten of them made me a profit, and I ended up coming out ahead by uh, by about two hundred and eighty six bucks. I put sixty bucks in twenty teams, three bucks, and I came out ahead two hundred and sixty bucks in that. That's just it. It it was a fine week, Al, and I know that you're hoping and and I'm hoping to to find a bigger week, but I can't complain about that. There's nothing to complain about this week. Yeah, and what I said in the beginning of the week was, was kind of true. I'm like, there's not a lot of money to spend up. You don't need to go crazy at the running back position. And I'm, I'm just looking at my, my players here, my player pool, and I should stop looking at the computer and actually look at the computer. Stop looking at the TV screen. Um, actual points. You know, Harris was the highest scorer on the week, and uh, I only had him at 5% because I felt the field was too – two on him, uh, and that was okay. a mistake. Yeah. But there, was, there wasn't there was a lot of variance at the uh, running back position this week with that, that cost you. There, in other words, there wasn't a guy who was going to pull a uh, Henry and go for 50 points. And I kind of felt that. So the, the spending was really put towards um, the wide receiver position. And that actually failed me, too. Like, I spent up at receiver and none of the wide receiver, the expensive wide receivers hit Mike Williams, you know, had like a great day, but it was like, uh, you know, Tyree kill gave you 10 points. Mm-hmm. Hopkins gave you five points. Diggs gave you 12 points. Lockett gave you seven points. I mean, those are the top four. Your, your fifth guy, uh, Metcalf gives you 25 points. And I mean, that's the best of those plays. So being off smart play, this, this, this was about the middle, middle running back. It was about the middle at wide receiver. It was about the middle at tight end. And it was about the middle. Um, well, it was because you did want to be on either Brady yeah. was in the middle and, um, well, Alan, you had your best, week out of the first three, right? Like, this was the best week so far. Showing that, that the system is working. Week. Okay. Last week was my personal best week. This week was the best week of the system. Okay. That makes sense. More, yeah, more, no, that absolutely makes sense. But succeeded. this week you put out, I do not feel confident about this week. Yeah, uh, it's true. You're not playing in the Millie Maker, going to play a lot of smaller stake stuff. Uh the 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 teams that I ended up with here 
have uh, have done uh, did did quite well. So what I'm saying is maybe less confidence <laughs> correlates to better uh, better uh, production. I feel like my best weeks are the least weeks I'm least confident. When I won last week last year, when I won the fifteen thousand, I didn't feel good about that week either. I remember just kind of throwing my hands up and being like, it is what it is. This week was a headache because I, I create every stack. Like there's so many people don't understand. Like there's so many rules that go into what makes, you know, the formula work. You know, it's not just like, all right, pick players and hit optimize. I'm hitting players and hitting optimize, but there's a, there's mechanics within the engine that I have set in my settings, you know, there's a certain percentage of ownership that needs to fit. There's a certain price point I look for at positions. There's a certain stack element, you know, I want to run back. I want to run back. I want to make sure every team has a uh, stack of players. Um, There's correlations that I, I, I have to build, you know, when lineups include Derek Henry increase Josh uh, Taylor by 20%. So I was looking to have Derrick Henry and Joshua Taylor stacked together in a lot of teams. It didn't happen because of price point. The optimizer sure. ended up fading on. Sure. Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is in a lineup, I need Mooney. I need Allen Robinson. I need Odell Beckham. Right. I'm picking the individual players I want within those stacks on top of the rules that govern how things are being generated. And when I would go ahead and I would say, hey, let me generate 150 teams – it would give me a lot of things I didn't like, or it would have a hard time generating 150 teams. So I would have to go and actually eliminate all my quarterbacks and just build, say, 20 Russ Wilson teams or 20 yeah. Josh Allen teams. Yep. I, I had to I had to do a lot of work, and I had a headache for two days, and I just wasn't feeling confident about you know what was being generated, and uh, yeah. So I, I faded as far as money I put in the field this week yeah, um, based on gut. And that proved wrong. And it, it proves wrong time and time again because you're playing a system and the mind thinks – the mind interprets numbers and risk with emotion. And emotion doesn't give you logic. It gives you panic. Yep. It gives you false concern. And it, it gives you – uh, you know, a bad, a bad chance and bad feelings and feelings aren't what you want to play. You want to play with numbers. And uh, so. Okay. Uh, quickly. I, if you recall, I responded to you that day. I like what you have uh, with your teams today, Al. You have some Justin Fields in there. I'm very impressed. I'm playing him too. Well, yeah. that was a mistake. And see how frustrating this is? I just generated 92 teams. It wants to give me 25% of Justin Herbert, even though I told it I only want 15%. It's given me 16% of Matt Stafford, even though I want 10. And I want at least a minimum of 10% of Josh Allen. It gives me 14, which is where I want to be. So that's why I had to force – I had to hand force all these percentages. And Who's, them individually. Who frustrates you more, the optimizer or your cat right? Well, the optimizer. The okay. cat is, I mean, she's an angel, Clark. An angel. Never pisses you off. I don't, know. I don't know if you know this, Clark, but it was National Daughters Day. 
the other day. And, it was. Uh, well, yeah. What'd you do? What'd you do for the cat on National got, Daughters Day? She got stomach rubs. She got she got a fishing pole. She loves this fishing pole, Clark. Mm-hmm. And it has a little. It has a little worm on it that crawls. No, oh, neat. And yep. she just chases all over that thing, and you you just throw it, and she goes after it. So, right now she's in her deep sleep. She's getting her beauty sleep. Oh, there she is. Okay, baby. And what did I do on National Daughters Day? I have two beautiful daughters. We had a babysitter over, Tammy, that you know, came over and watched our kids and did arts and crafts. I didn't know it was National Daughters Day. And we went to a beer tasting festival just down Cicero here up in LeBall Woods. Drank beers without our kids. Happy National Daughters Day. Now, that reminds me quickly. Um, comes to... When it comes to uh, – sometimes you go to send a post on Facebook. Do you ever get to the point where you're just, like, ready to hit hit send, make this post, and you're like, no, nope, I got to hold back on it. Let's just go – or let's not do it. And then you're like, fuck it. Let's send it anyway. No. This morning I did that with the Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a dad, a, a girl dad. Part of me thought, you know, people won't get my sarcasm. And another You're part of me thought they might. Sarcasm. Well, how is that not seen? You, I got it. I did get it. But you go, you went through Second City. You went through one of the premier comedy schools of a generation. You worked with me on stage sarcastic human beings on the planet and yet you still are just god awful at sarcasm you are just bad at sarcasm it's not your forte in comedy sorry to break this to you I see your heart broken but I don't understand how I'm bad at sarcasm how was that no Happy National Sons Day. Because I saw a bunch of Sons Day posts. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls, and you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. No? Because then a pastor jumps in and says, as the father of two daughters and a grandfather of two granddaughters, I would suggest you were blessed and not stuck with our daughters. And I'm like, you're a pastor, and oh, I just, I fucked up big time. That guy's 100% a baby boomer, right? What's that? That, the guy who responded 100% Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that's why the sarcasm didn't work. It's a generational thing. My bad. But My bad. Do me a favor and read it with sarcasm. But when somebody sees it on Facebook, they might not be reading it with sarcasm. Right, right, right. But I want to hear I want to hear how you oh. interpret sarcasm. How would you deliver that if you were being sarcastic? All right. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. You read it like you're David Letterman reading the top ten list. All right. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls, and you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. Yeah, I know. All right. It's right here. Let me try it. Last one. You got it. Let's hear it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately... We got stuck with girls. Um, girl dad. Wink. Wink. Do I have emoji after it? Happy National Sons Day. 
unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. You all know how much I hate being a girl's dad. No, that's cheesing it. You don't have to cheese it that much. Like I don't have to. I don't have to take the big sip. No, hang on. Let me just try this. Hang on. Here it is. All right. Ready? All right. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. Yeah, see, if I'm, if, I, if I'm like an advertising agency and I'm looking for like a sarcasm radio guy, I, I don't know that you're getting the job. Happy National – oh, you got gruffy when you got sarcastic, so I just had to get gruffy. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. Wait, why why are you laughing? You nailed it. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> there you go. Now you can see. I'm glad we're having these uh, lessons of sarcasm with Clark. With Happy Clark. Day. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a girl's dad. It's not girl. It's not plural. It's just girl dad. You got girls. Uh, you nailed it. You just... All right, try it again. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls, and you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. Let me try this one more time. Are you ready? My turn. Yo, the cigarette in the mouth gets it. That's what does it. Happy National Sons Day. And you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. And y'all know how much I hate being a girl dad. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. Happy National Sons Day. Unfortunately, we got stuck with girls. And you all know how much I hate being a girl dad. <sighs> all right. Well, bottom line is you're just bad at sarcasm. All right. Thank you. All right. Back to our normal DraftKings talk. If that wasn't the best four minutes of live podcasting history, I don't know what is. How was that for sarcasm? I don't know what is. That was better. See, Thank this, you. This, these lessons this is made good. Up. We're getting there. If you there. want to Venmo me some money, go ahead and uh, yeah, I'll accept it. There we go. There we go. See, this is all that I was going for. Hawker knows. He gets us. Hawker gets where we're going with the show. That'll work. We're not sponsored by DraftKings, but they do make me a living. That's true. There you go. All right. We are live at the Sports Ad show every single week uh yeah join in on the fun leave us a comment on twitch on facebook uh those of you listening on the podcast please join in every week we do this thing we've got we've got quite a bit of show left for you here tonight but uh i just like to mention yeah hit us up blog talk radio and wherever you get your podcast almost anywhere all right buddy where are you at i don't know what was worse i don't know what was worse the 
ring breaking with the Finn Balor finish at the last uh, paper Extreme Rules pay per view Sunday or offense. I don't know which one was bad, but they both were embarrassing. Okay. Gotcha. I don't either. What did you think of the ring breaking? It was embarrassing. Wow. AEW has great, apparently they have really good ring crew because none of their rings ever break. Was it an accident or, or was that part of the, the thing, part of the story? No, Finn Balor, so like it, was the, it was the match and Roman Reigns was beating the hell out of Finn Balor. And all of a sudden the, the lights went dark and the heartbeat started beating, like a heartbeat was beating. And then all of a sudden, Finn Balor's body is gyrating to the beats of the heart. And he's the demon. And he gets up and like, Roar! and then now he's like a, a possessed monster. And he's beats, he starts going superhero demon on uh, Roman Reigns beating the hell out of him. And then right when he's about to jump off the top rope and do his finisher to win the world title, like the power just went, <clears throat> the lights turned back on and the, as the uh, top rope broke. The top rope broke, he fell off, hurt his uh, knee, and then Roman Reigns hit the spare and got the win. I mean, it's why AEW is just so much better right now. It's why AEW, you know, even if you gave that same script to AEW, they would make it fun. WWE just, man, it's just, it's crappy now, right now. All right, let's look at this week. Quarterback. All right, so we got... Wait, are we at the point where we build our week four team way too early? Yes. Are we going to build me a week four team way too early? Well, so I posted our results from last week. I posted one yesterday, or I posted a team the next day after you created one. My team beat your team by like two points, so nothing to brag about. Both of them suck because, yeah, we're, we're doing this way too soon. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we had like Osborne on there, and that didn't, that didn't go too well. Yeah, but he was still in play on the week, so it wasn't, sure. uh, it wasn't a bad bad move. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts is a really good price point for a lot of upside against the Kansas City Chiefs, who tend to make uh, the quarterback position, uh, they tend to give up a lot of points. So you got to look at that. And if you're going Jalen Hurts, you know, it might be a good idea. You go Jalen Hurts. He's got a reduced price point, and now you're still going to get correlation if you play the Kansas City double stack, which this week I feel like stars. Like this week was all about scrubs <laughs> having big weeks. This week is going to be about stars playing big. I just have that feeling. I mean, that's generally how the NFL works. Stars bounce back, and I think that's what we're going to see this week. So if you went and you were looking at just this team, I would go ahead and I would take Hill, Smith, Kelsey at the reduced cost of Hertz. So instead of paying uh, seven, you know, almost a thousand dollars more for Mahomes, I'm going to save a thousand dollars and spend way down on Jalen Hertz. I'm going to single stack him, not double stack him, because there's not a lot of equity in the passing game of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. The equity comes from his legs. So when you have a running quarterback like a Lamar Jackson um, or a Jalen Hurts or possibly even a Justin Fields, if we get there, single stacks are appropriate. You know, I love playing double stacks. That's where the money is. But 
sometimes you can hit on it because you're still going to play a double stack coming back. You're going to play the single stack with uh, uh, Devontae Smith at a low price. You're going to spend way up to get Hill, and you're going to spend way too much to get Kelsey, but you got him, and you still are at a, a price where you could possibly build a team around. I, I'm not certain of that because I, I haven't really looked into the week yet, but I'm thinking you could probably get get there with uh, with the remaining salary. So. Okay. So this is what this is. This would be just like a. This is just a game right. strategy. I like this team. Yep. We we don't know the players the, the field wet right yet outside of early projections. So I've spent way up at receiver. I got my number one receiver. I got my number two wide receiver. I'm gonna have to spend really cheap for my third wide receiver. I'm gonna have to buy a, a dirt cheap defense to make this work. But statistically speaking, you don't want to spend a lot on defense. Nope. Yeah, it's this is the day we do the podcast. Like it's the only day that works for us. Um, but when I'm making my 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 shit, my teams up. Oh yeah, Hawker asked for why we do this. Yeah, we do this because we 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 realize. Yeah, this is way too early to build a team, but we're just kind of throwing it out there. All right, really good price point, almost bone minimum. Yeah, Two hundred above bone moon. By the way, if I when I when I play this team every week, I do look at the injury report coming up, and then I replace a player when I have to. But we're building it now. If somebody's injured, I'll I'll take them out. But go ahead. Sorry. Detroit Lions against Justin Fields and this miserable Bears. I mean, let's say the Bears get aggressive and they throw the ball a lot. You got a rookie quarterback against a defense that could easily get a pick six. If your defense scores a touchdown, even if you get spanked. Um, you're gonna, you're probably gonna make DraftKings points, and you're probably gonna get it near that projection of six points, which is good for a defense. I really like the, the Detroit defense against this Bears offense that's in shambles right now. So uh, that's a good play. So that's gonna save me money, um, and, and I'm gonna be able to spend a little more because running back is gonna be really hard to do. Um, I'm gonna have to spend dirt to get to make this team happen. So, like, Derrick Henry out of the question. Guys with ceilings yep. at a low price is what I'm going to look for. Yep. <clears throat> Guys with ceiling with a low price. Hang on. All right. So, my number one running back is going to have to be 5000 or less. I don't think I'm going to be able to afford a team if not. So, Trey Sermon, man, he got a touchdown. He got the points this week, but they did not trust him. Yeah. Um, it did not look good. Ten attempts, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, they threw to him three times. I don't know, man. Melvin Gordon seems like a really good play here. He's getting uh, – the other guy is taking his job, Javante Williams. Oh, Javante Williams is here as well. Man, do you At 5,700. Is that too much to spend on him, Williams? Yeah, I mean, this is my number one. Oh, he's 5,000. my number one running back. So, I got to think Pollard is a sneaky play. He could get a touchdown. He's been getting, like, ten touches a game. The Dallas uh, running game has been eating. Um, Singletary is always a sneaky one. You know, but – the problem is Josh Allen runs in touchdowns. He's going to vulture touchdowns. You're, you're also competing with Zach Moss, I think. Or is he injured? Um, 
yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to play Delvin Singletary. He's projected best in that price point. And I'm, I'm thinking one of the Denver guys, because I don't have a lot of money, I'm going to fade on Melvin Gordon. And I'm probably going to play like Javante Williams. Let me just see what his touch is there. Everything's so slow. Um, yeah. I, w- I wish I had his touches around. I don't have that info, buddy. Let me try again here. Game logs. There it comes. All right. There he is. 12 touches against the Ravens. Seven. So he went from seven touches to 12 touches. He got a touchdown, so they're using him in the red zone. They're throwing to him when he's in. Three catches, two catches. And he had six attempts. He had two attempts in the red zone. And one attempt in the red zone that came with a touchdown. I'm going to put him in right now. If I have the extra money, I'm going to come back and I'm going to throw Gordon in instead. Okay. 500 to get my flex wide receiver. Um, there was a guy I was really liking. Ah, you know who it is. Let's see what the Dallas is. Uh, the guy who's in right now for uh, the injured uh, Gallup. Let's see who's in for Gallup. I know they're throwing to him. I know he got a touchdown. His price might be too high, but let's see. Cedric Wilson, 4K. I'm going to play that. That might just be a dumb play, but. All right, so now i got five grand left in the flex. Let's kind of see who's in that area. Let's go filter teams. Uh, that is the right Williams we wanted to play. We wanted to play the Lions, right? Jamal Williams. Wait, what? Did you you put in the Lions Jamal Williams, right? Didn't you want Williams from Denver? You are correct. Thank you, Clark. You just saved us, and so now we got three hundred more to spend. That's what I'm saying. Like it was all about the money. That's what I was looking at. You're welcome. Look at that. There we go. He's worth something here and there. Dante Williams. Mm-hmm. The other Jay Williams. Ah, uh, it's so frustrating. There's like a slight delay in my clicks. Okay. So now I have 5,300. Let's see who the 5,300 winner is. I mean, uh, sometimes you get a guy and you just spend your whole salary and you just grab him. Okay. Let's do it. Who do you see? Zach Moss, Miles Gaskin, so running backs. Mark Andrews against Denver's defense. No, thank you. Christian Kirk. Robert Woods. That's an obvious play. I mean, that's like, you know, I can't click the smash button hard enough to get that play in. Like, Robert, well, that's a sexy team. So I'm taking very high risk at, I would say, wide receiver. I'm really good with the Woods pick. Cedric Wilson's kind of a scary play, but not crazy. The running backs are going to be tough. Yeah, it's it's an ugly team, but it's a tournament team. So you you got the Fantasy Lab guys. The, uh, the Fantasy Pros folks are telling me that this team is going to score us 122 points. 
I'm projecting it where Fantasy Labs is projecting it at uh, 130. Okay. <clears throat> I trust my guys more better than your guys. Sure. I know you're only the too. best projection departments. They're not even the projections I use. I don't use sure. Labs. I actually use Establish the Run. So just Establish the Run usually comes out on Wednesday. Right now there's no projections. Right. Uh, <sighs> this just in, uh, the Sky are up by a point at halftime. Up by one well, point and a half. We're probably going to have to sign off so we can, we can go watch yeah. the end of the game. I know it. Absolutely. Well, there's our oh, team I, for next I, week. I'm in on it. I created I, I created this team, Clark. Why don't you independent, like I did, independently create one of your own? Okay. And we'll post them both. All right. I'll do that. Yep. I'll, I'll I'll come with that one uh, tonight for the show, maybe tomorrow, and then I'll post them both. Good. That sounds like a plan. It's been another week, my it friend. Sounds like a wonderful plan. Yes, yeah, it does. There's some. Uh, trying to think of anything happened in my world. Oh, nothing. I fought off a concussion. It appears. So we'll you see. You fought off a concussion. Yep. Um, yeah, no, love it. I, I know. know. I went down Lawrence today. I went into a Mexican t-shirt shop. That was cool. Oh, yeah? Where at? Down Lawrence? I don't know. You know, you park on... I go to this uh, Cafe Dolce or... Yeah. I think I saw you post it there. You go get a nice coffee over there. I get a coffee, but they sell, they'll grind the bag for me. And I have a grinder here at home, but I don't like going through the process of doing the grinding. So... I, the beans, they grind it, they throw it back in the bag. So I stop there and I usually have breakfast, a nice time. But now you're on Lawrence Avenue, which if you don't so, go to Chicago, it's just like one of the... I grind my beans things. as I go, though. So you have a whole, like, bag of it that you bring home and then it's ground for days ahead of time? Yeah. Oh. Like, you're better off grinding your own beans. Like, you're doing it right. I'm just lazy. Saving the time, just, and you don't want to clean it up. I just don't want to deal with it. I'll tell you what, it is a pain in the ass to clean it up. Like, it, it always spills at least some, somewhere. I just, my grinder was always like you had to turn it and get it, like, in a locked position, and it never seemed like it was broken. I just, I don't want to deal with it. So yep. they, they grind the beans, and uh, so, yeah, I had a nice meal, and then I went for a walk, and... You know, Lawrence is a very culturally diverse uh, part of the city. Uh-huh. And you go down and there's a lot of interesting stores. I, there used to be great pawn shops. Like, you, that's if you wanted to buy something pawned off of somebody, okay. that, that's where you went to get get cool shit, get DJ equipment, all that. Well, I walk into this new pawn shop, and I swear to God, it, it looked like something out of Breaking uh, Bad. It, 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 I feel like it was a front or something. It was all fancy. There were figures all over the wall. I walk in, and there's just like – it just says Chicago Pawn. There's a security guard just sitting there eating, like, uh, Szechuan beef. And uh, there's a little dude behind the counter who, who I swear to God, probably runs a, a, a meth empire or something. Uh, just like Breaking Bad. He's, he's behind the counter, and there's, like, this very professional, clean, sterile environment with, like, uh, rings in the display case. So there's, like, just rings everywhere. And then on the wall, there's shelves, and it's all, like, Star Wars action figures. So I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, he's like, are you looking for anything in particular? Like maybe, you know, wink, wink. Because there was a whole side backwards. Mm-hmm. That you, 
I don't know what was in there. They didn't let me in there. He's like, are you looking for anything in particular? I'm like, uh, you know, not really. Uh, I'm just kind of browsing. He's like, oh, you know, and so I start looking at the action figures on the wall. And, you know, again, they're all behind him. It's all like a, a giant display case. And he goes, well, just so you know, if you're looking for something to buy, we have a place down the street that has all the stuff. Right now, I just have my personal collection on the wall, and none of this is for sale. You think something's going on there? I'm starting to wonder. Now. Maybe. Maybe something. Very suspicious. The whole thing. Yep. Uh, so I'm like, okay, thank you. And then he buzzed me out. And then I went into a real pawn shop with, like, uh, you know, where you could buy uh, plugs and shit. And then I went into the Mexican T-shirt shop, which was plugs? all Mexican-themed T-shirts. It's fantastic. Did you get a T-shirt or no? Or are you going to maybe go back? I still wanted one. Like, there was one of, like, a, a guy drinking tequila. There was, like, a Selena. Like, I think being a DJ, having, like, a Selena shirt was yeah. cool. Um, Hawker says that's a place where you ask to play poker. Sure. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I think that's my, maybe what I needed. He also had said that Aldi coffee is just fine. I I do Costco coffee. I've I've had some Aldi coffee. It just it, it I don't know. Like I I like a lot of different coffee. I I get mine at Costco at a good cost. What's that? I'm a snob. I, I buy. Al spends up. Al spends up on it. Hey, we gotta we gotta bring up something uh, from last week. I need to ask you about that. We need to let the the loyal listeners uh here know about um. Hang on just a second, brother. Here we go. Al, this is it. The Al Larcher air conditioner. Last week, the big thing was, do you take it out of the window? A much-needed window. We are hitting an interesting time of weather. In the last seven days, my guess, can I make a guess? Yeah. My guess is you took it out. I think it came out. It may have been put back in because in your attic, you definitely probably could have used it yesterday, later in the day, for sure. Yeah. So what is – let me down easy here. I may be completely right. off. What's the situation with the air conditioner? I'm a, fat, I'm a fat man who likes it cold. The air conditioner is still, still here. Okay. And I'm glad that there have been moments – got to remember in the attic, the heat rises. It gets, it gets hot in here. I do. Like today, it was 70 degrees outside. It was gorgeous. I went for a walk down you know, Lawrence Avenue, but – Right. It was still hot. It okay. was still like it was just oddly hot. Okay. And that's how it's been. The attic gets hot, but I will say it's not like the air conditioner can constantly runs. It'll be like, God, it's you know one o'clock in the morning. I know it's cool outside. It's hot in here. Let me turn the air conditioner on. Sure enough, the air conditioner thinks it's like eighty in here. It cools it down to seventy, sixty-five, whatever. I turn it off and it stays off for most of the night. No complaints. Great move. Yeah, you got to keep it. We're at a weird spot. We're we're almost into October now, which is wild. You're going to find some fall happening soon, which is great. Yeah, looks like next week, early next week, we're, we're there. Yeah. Well, good. I Thanks agree. for the update, pal. I agree with Hawker that the fan in the window, man, especially in an attic, when, when you get both windows open, you get the, the, the east to the west, it's uh, it is fantastic. It is sure. the best time of year. It clears all the garbage out, all the you know, like smoke and everything. You need another I'm week. Ready for that. In about I'm a week, you're there. That. Yep. But yeah, it's still not sold yet. Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll get an update on what where that air conditioner is, but you're going to have to wait a week, folks, 
Or if you're listening a lot later on a podcast, you can probably just uh, go ahead and listen to that next episode. Larcher, a final phrase, a final word or two, or, or just a word? Trust the process. Yes. Are you shitting me? I got an ad while trying to play the outro here, finding my copyright free music that we have to play because we're on all of these sites now. Remember back in the day when we could just play any damn thing we wanted? Nobody was listening. Nobody cared. We played all kinds of stuff. I just got a notification that one of our videos got muted from like four years ago for me playing some Sturgill Simpson. I get it. It's frustrating, though. Yeah. Just to wrap things up in the 90s. Thank you, Arthur. <laughs> I think you went all over the 90s here today, and it was fantastic, and I appreciate that. Earlier than the 90s, when was Max Hedrum? 80s? Yeah, 80s for sure. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. Remember, trust the process, and let's smash this week and get... Uh, Let's get five teams over 200 points. Take it home. Listen next Tuesday. Watch us next Tuesday. 6.30 p.m. is when it comes out. The podcast drops shortly thereafter. Good night.